This is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is not about freedom or personal choice. But our patience is wearing thin. They are children of the same foul spirit. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. Enemies of the state. This stuff is satanic. That's what's at the foundation of a lot of this stuff. I'm not not supposed to take any questions. For a new world order, now within our reach. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. It is Tuesday, January 25, 2022. It's been a rough year so far, uh, personally. And uh, for a lot of us who we talked about the other day, our friend Bill Randalls, I believe he's being laid to rest either today or tomorrow out in Iowa. And we want to keep our prayers and our thoughts with him, well, with his family, I'm sorry. And we want to uh, encourage you to find his teaching before it disappears from YouTube for whatever reason. And you can find him at Believers in Grace YouTube page. Or just type in Bill Randalls. Don't just listen to one thing and stop. You know, this guy has just a a ton of really good expository biblical teachings that you will not hear in your average local church. Your average local church is only interested in numbers, uh, quantity, and not quality. And uh, I encourage you. Another one was Steve Mitchell. I keep talking about these guys. I will till I expire myself probably that, you know, find their stuff and you know, download it. Figure out, you know, you have to go and find your own downloader for YouTube or whatever. And, uh, and and get that stuff settled aside somewhere. <clears throat> Just great teaching. Good, good stuff. If you want to know the Bible and you want to know it from a different aspect and perspective, uh, the types and shadows that, that, that occur, these are the guys that just lead the charge as far as I'm concerned. And there's others you can find, but uh, these guys really, I mean, they are loss, and uh, we grieve for that loss. In the, uh, in the world today, I've seen some interesting things coalesce, come together, fit like puzzle pieces, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. I wanted to say this, though. You know, for decades, there's been voices out there in the music world who have, you know, come against everything for 
political, uh, the wars and the rumors of wars and you know, all the other stuff. You've always had the rock world guys that would step up. That was their platform, and they made lots of money doing it to exercise their right, First Amendment, to uh, in song and in protest, you know, uh, Country Joe Fish and the Fins or whatever. And uh, This guy here has, is a letdown. And I'm going to play this little clip for you. This is, this is really something. Canadian rock legend Neil Young has posted an open letter demanding his music be removed from Spotify for giving Joe Rogan a platform to spout baseless vaccination advice. In the message, the 76-year-old asked his management to have his music taken down, accusing the streaming platform of spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe them. They can have Rogan or Young, not both, he wrote. For young boys in particular, there's an adverse risk associated with the vaccine. UFC commentator Rogan is the controversial host of Spotify-produced podcast The Joe Rogan Experience, which doctors have repeatedly denounced for spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and vaccines throughout the pandemic. Ironic, isn't it? The guy who wrote, keep on rocking in the free world, wants the world to be nothing but the freedom that he, he determines it to be. Excuse me. I'm pushing buttons and nothing's happening. <clears throat> keep on rocking in the free world, Neil Young says. From an album by the same name, if I'm not mistaken, let me get my notes. Uh, do, 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 do. 1989 album named Freedom. Now, you know, I always like Neil Young. Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff over the years for farmers and, you know, working with Farm Aid. And uh, I don't know about Mellencamp, but uh, from I uh, did a little digging and. Uh, Willie Nelson's been vaccinated. Neil's been vaccinated, of course. Or if he hasn't, he's a hypocrite of the highest regard. Uh, and like I say, I don't know about John Mellencamp, but he probably is too. Uh, many of the people of the 60s, these rock and roll icons, as they call themselves, uh, are vaccinated now and coming out against anyone who does not adhere to the vaccination mandates and the uh, policies that are being stuffed down the, the throats of people all over this world. Now, in the in the United States, uh, they've they've been struck down on a few par, uh, points, but uh, and over in the UK, uh, Boris Johnson, you know, woke up, still hasn't combed his hair very well, but uh, uh, is decided these mandates need to go away the vaccines don't work they have more potential for long-term harm than they do anything else no one should be pushed to take this particular vaccine no one 
You shouldn't be coerced. You shouldn't be ostracized from society. You shouldn't, you know, okay, Neil, if you want your music removed from Spotify, which I'm sure somehow, somewhere, you're, ke- you're catching some kind of a payoff every time somebody clicks on rocking in the free world or uh, out of the blue into the black or whatever. There's, there's got to be. I mean, if now I don't get anything when I'm on Spotify. Of course, I'm so low level, it doesn't make any difference. And it's up to you folks out there to push me up there to be as big as Joe Rogan. Now, if you don't know who Joe is, he is the Spotify podcast king. I mean, this guy carries millions and millions of subscribers and followers and listeners. And he was shooting along real well until he brought on Dr. Robert Malone. And in that one fell swoop, he became the punching bag for every globalist jackass elitist out there that, that wants you to take an experimental shot into your arm that actually invades your entire body. Now, I don't even like talking about this stuff anymore, but it's necessary. You know, we need to see what's going on, the coercion that's happening from people that, you know, we used to say, hey, you know, maybe maybe his music isn't for everybody. Maybe, you know, but he was always the nonconformist. You know, Neil Young of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Buffalo Springfield. You know, he was a nonconformist. He was the guy for the underdog. You know, at one point, I think it was Sony was pushing him to put out better and better albums, you know, sell, 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 blah, blah, blah. He's trying to get out of the contract, and he said, well, you know, I'm not going to do it. He put out like three or four albums of total nothing. One was just squalling amplifiers. <laughs> And another was, you know, just songs, you know, like, uh, got mashed potatoes, got no meatloaf or something. And it's, you know, just ridiculous. But he stood for something. And now he's pushed all that aside. His his nonconformist attitude of the 60s and 70s and the 80s and the 90s. He stood against the wars. He stood with the uh, rockers like uh, what's that guy's name? Pearl Jam. Uh, and and did some did an album with them. I mean, this guy's been around for a long time, seventy six years old, and still out there producing crowds. But now, because he's on a platform with a guy, I mean, who who connects Joe Rogan, the podcaster, to Neil Young, the the rocker? I I would have never let put that puzzle piece together and say, you know, I'm listening to Spotify because they have Joe Rogan and Neil Young. You know, you can take one or the other off. I'll still listen to what I want to because I listen to everything. You know, every once in a while, I, I like to listen to Metallica. And every once in a while, I like to listen to The Four Seasons. I mean, I'm all over the place. Musically, I'm a musician. I love all kinds of music. There's some that I'm not really fond of, like rap. But, you know... It ain't about me. I'm just saying. You got to go with the platform that pushes you out there. You might be fading in your older years, and there's still, you know, if you go on, there's like 150 million people have listened to Rockin' in the Free World. But now 
We got to let it go because you either kick him off, Joe Rogan, or you take me off, Neil Young. Well, Neil, if you go away, that makes more room for me. I am not going to be the next Joe Rogan by any stretch of the imagination. But he is he's interesting. You know, Joe's interesting. He's 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 got a little bit more cussing going on in his program than I do, but you know, he's he's interesting. Uh he has some good guests. Uh guests I wish I could get, but I don't have that big of a platform at this time. And to keep me humble, God's probably going to keep it that way. Uh, but you know what you take it's your freedom of speech. You know, the guy who fought for uh, uh, anti-war and freedom of speech, you know, second, First Amendment rights, all now is saying, you know, but it's the way it is. Joe Rogan and others like him, all the way that trickle down to the smallest of us who speak out and try to tell the truth behind what's going on, we're, we're being shut out. You know, you're gonna pay a you're gonna pay for your own platform sooner or later. Is uh Mr. Young going to depart ways from guys like Eric Clapton, who took the shots of I think it was AstraZeneca and lost feeling and use of his hands and arms for a while. Uh he I mean he he's a and you know Clapton, if you don't know him, he goes way back as far as young or beyond, and you know just a virtuoso guitar player. But he said <laughs> he got scared, man. He said I, I I may never play again. He actually thought he was going to croak. He suffered tragically and horribly at the hands of that jab. There's a guitarist from another group I don't really promote, Judas Priest. I think he died on stage. He was playing a playing a guitar lead. They had to revive him. You know, he made it through. Why? What? 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 Always seems to be the connecting tissue here is that stupid jab of some sort from some company. <sighs> then there's you know we me and my buddy Mike talk about it all the time. He's always sending me. Uh, reports, and I appreciate it, of soccer players. Now, you know, if you've ever played soccer, it will wear you out. You move all the time. If you're not going up and down the field, which is huge, bigger than a football field, you're going back and forth across, which is huge, bigger than a football field. You're, 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 you know, defending or you're, you're trying to get away from and, and attack one way or the other, you're moving, and when when you take a fast break, it's fast. You know you're you're charging. The guys I've seen these guys go that hundred plus yards from one goal to the other with a ball at their feet in seconds. These guys are flying and they're in good shape. They're not big, burly like our football players in America, uh, which I have no trend for, but. You know they're 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 elite athletes dropping dead, literally dying. Some of them on the field. Christian Anderson from he used to play for Chelsea in England, I believe. He moved to somewhere else, I think. Uh, hey, guys in one of the top in the league 
the Premier League of England dropped over. He he was revived, thankfully, but he may never play again. Shots always has to come down to that. Uh, there's guys all over the world though, because soccer is so huge. All over the world, these people are dropping over. Hockey players, soccer players. These are guys that are, you know, I don't even want to think about trying to play hockey. Yeah, you glide on skates, but you got to make a move, right? Uh, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now, I played indoor soccer, and it's played on a field the size of a, of a hockey rink with goals buried into the ends. And, you know, that alone, now that's really, you're really moving. Then you only get five guys. But you're going back and forth, back and forth. It'll wear you out. And it seems like this exertion is what causes these guys to just bloop, go over. Seen a couple of them just fall over in, in huddles or whatever during practice. So, you know, are we looking at these things or just poo-pooing them and saying that's, a, that's just, you know, that's just happening here and there? How about the young kids? Young kids, you know, people are – Running out, I can't wait till my kid can get his shots or my grandkids because they, 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 they need to be safe at school. God, they make me sick. You're, 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 you're going to tell a kid, you, know, you better not smoke pot or you better not take that pill, which you shouldn't. Children don't do drugs. Or, you know, watch what you eat and then stick something in you that you don't even know what is. I'm a vegan, but I'm going to take the shot. It goes on and on and on. We are definitely in some kind of territory that we'll just have to see how it fleshes out. If you are not taking it, be prepared for just about anything. Just about anything. Now, moving on, there's another idiot that definitely needs, this will probably be, well, I know it's the first time, and I guarantee you it'll be the last time. I don't care what he says from here on out. This will be the last time you ever hear from this guy on my program. Now, does that really mean anything? Not really because, you know, he's not listening. But then maybe he will be. His name is Howard Stern. Now, Howard Stern is a shock jock, they call him. He's been up there in New York City forever. You know, he came from humble beginnings, and he became a superstar. I mean, people, thousands, millions, millions, I'm sorry, millions of people listen to him. He becomes syndicated. He's on radio stations all over the country. Uh, now I think he's probably, I know he is. He's on Sirius XM and all the other ones. So around the world, big shot, you know, huge personality, uh, mostly vulgar, most mostly disturbing, uh, a good Christian could not listen to this guy very long with all his potty humor and, and garbage mouth. But uh, uh, we're not talking about my brothers and sisters in Christ. We're talking about the world as a huge. And we know if we read our Bible, there are few of us and many of them. It is our duty under the, the Lord to try to gather those in before they fall into the fire. But anyway, Stern has a warning. So I call this the stern warning, and this is really disturbing. I'm like, let's just go ahead and let it play, huh? As soon as my thing gets working here. There we go. Look, here's the 
As Robin just pointed out, it's happening. Now, if it was up to me, anyone unvaccinated would not be admitted to a hospital. At this point, they've been given plenty of opportunity to get the vaccine. They've been told by our nation. Right. They've been told that you will die if you don't have the vaccine. Some of you will live, but most of you will die. And uh, they don't trust our government. They think that there's some conspiracy to turn them into a magnet or something like this. They think they're going to become magnetized if they take the vaccine. Yes, they will be rendered cheap somehow. I've been taking this. I've taken this vaccine three times, and the worst uh, side effect is uh, uh, for a day I had a little bit of a headache because it's doing. And who are you now listening to that you never listened to before and obeying everything they say? And yeah, right. I'm I'm vaccinated. My children are vaccinated, and if it takes if it takes us letting letting the uh, virus run rampant through the unvaccinated, I'm willing to I'm willing to take that chance as a vaccinated, you know, healthy American. I know not everybody. Don't don't talk so fast. I know several people who right now have COVID who are vaccinated, and they're having a hard time. They're not going to die, but they're having a hard time. Well, I told you, I know somebody double vaxxed and boosted who did die. That's right. Right. I know you do. And so it does. You see, these people, sadly, they uh, they're getting away with it. This never would have happened right. in my parents' generation. Uh, during uh, the, the polio vaccine that came out, there's been a million vaccines that came out in my parents' time. Everybody took it because they, they, they wanted to do what was good for their neighbors and good for themselves. They were not uh, the selfish. civic duty. To civic duty, that's right. No one's sitting there conspiring against you. Americans don't want to create a vaccine that's going to turn you into a robot and magnetize you. There's enough Americans now have taken it. Look at us as a sampling. When nothing has happened to us, it's time for you to get it. Now, if you don't get it, in my America, uh, all hospitals would be closed to you. You're going to go home and die. That's what you should get. Absolutely. So in his America, you just go home and die. I want to say, again, I let that whole thing play. I could have stopped halfway through probably when you got the point. But I like to give a guy... His final word, and he got it. In his America, if you're unvaccinated, I can't do his voice. If you're in my America, if you're not vaccinated, you can go home and die. Is that the America that we want to live in? Where we are just, you know, we have fought hard over the many years for civil rights the civil rights movement, and uh, a lot of, of good African-Americans, black Americans, died trying to bring about that. Uh, and and, and, and not just, just the black folks. There's white folks that probably went down too. I mean, we had that uh, Mississippi burning, if you remember the movie, and that's one worth watching. You'll see that uh, these activists came down from New York. I think they were all three white. And they went to Mississippi and ended up buried in a in a in a swamp under some dirt in their car, dead. And they were there for one reason. They, you know, of course, back in the '60s, everybody wanted to be a part of the movement, whatever the movement may be, anti-war, uh, you know, civil rights. And you know what? Civil rights to me is important because it it's civil. We are to be civil 
to each other. We aren't supposed to look at someone, oh, hey, oh, oh man, he's black. I got to walk across the street, get away from him. You know, we don't live in that kind of a world here in the United States anymore. I don't really believe we do. Now, there are places that you don't want to go in big cities run by Democrats that you, you just aren't safe. And But then, you know something, here's the deal. It's not your skin tone that'll get you killed in those places. You just might be standing at the wrong place at the wrong time and catch a stray bullet like a little eight-year-old girl in Chicago did just over the weekend. This stuff happens almost every day. They either get killed or maimed, shot in their cars as they're driving. And, you know, uh, I believe that little girl was uh, Caucasian, but there's a a multitude of African-American black folks in these cities that are being slaughtered in their neighborhoods, stray bullets or whatever, or just slight disagreements that are handled with guns and not with, hey, you know what, I just don't want nothing to do with you anymore. You know, that's that's the neighborly thing. Put up a fence, man. Don't shoot your neighbor. But we have gone into that point where I talked about in my last one, we talked about my friend Bill, uh, that we reprobate minds have taken over. Reprobate ideals have taken over. Now, you know, you have that undercurrent and remnant of the church that's willing to stand up and say, you know, enough. And you got the other ones that are getting old and don't want to hear about it, and they just dawdle along, you know, thinking about their legacies. Your legacy is this. Alert people. Educate people. Biblically bring people to real, true repentance, and to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your job. That's your job, preacher. That's your job, teacher. If you're not doing that, and all you you call it altar calls, and that's the big deal, but I don't go with that stuff. But this is where we live. We live in a nation where we have huge hugely popular on the wrong side of the tracks as far as i'm concerned people like stern who they're just declaring you know and this he's not the only one he's 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 actually probably a parrot for somebody else and i've heard other ones say it that you know hey you know if you're not vaccinated you're go to the back of the line there's a david from i guess is his name he used to work for for bush a neocon a, a warmonger a guy who pushed for us to go to iraq for no reason at all and here he comes out and says the same kind of thing. You know, you should be, it should be a triage situation. When you walk through the door, where's your vaccine passport? Where's your vaccine status card? Whatever you want to call it. And if you don't have one, and, you, you know, it doesn't make any, their ideal is you could be having a heart attack or a stroke or be shot if you don't have your vaccination status updated. You sit over there in a the corner. And if you die, oh, well, you're going to die anyway, unvaccinated plebe, because that's their thing. Even in these different things we've listened to where they say, they said in this one with Stern that, you know, if you're vaccinated, you go to the hospital with COVID, you're going to live. That is not true. I heard just the other day, and this is locally, and I don't have any names, and I'm not going to give any names. 
locally a medical professional say most of the people coming into our hospital and ending up on the COVID ward are vaccinated. Now, Joe Biden will tell you that's because of people like me that aren't vaccinated. I'm making them sick. Hey, I'm not sick right now. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I try to keep my immune system up a little bit with different supplements that I've heard about from people who I trust. I don't trust doctors for the most part. And I'm sure that's a many and few category as well. Because there's probably a few, and there are, there are a few that you can trust. And if they're wrong, they, they let you know. But these other people double down on everything. They double down on it. They're like, take it, shut up, put your mask on. Why am I wearing a mask? Okay, Pennsylvania. If you live in Ohio, which some of you do, Pennsylvania is not far from where I sit right now. I don't know what part of Pennsylvania is happening, but a truck carrying a load of monkeys that was going to a lab somewhere somewhere in Pennsylvania. There's a lab that they were taking these monkeys to for experimentation. The truck crashed. The truck crashed, and they say at least three of the monkeys got loose. They've captured and killed two of them. I don't know if they got the third one yet or not. Uh, the reports I've watched are a little vague on that, but I think he's still out running around in the woods of Pennsylvania. I hope he doesn't know how to get to Ohio. It's awfully cold over here, little monkey. Stay there. He's from Africa anyway, where it's a little warmer than it is here. So, you know, I don't know how he's going to fare the weather in Ohio and Pennsylvania. But uh, the CDC says, well, actually, let's go back a little. You know, a lady who lived around went out uh to the crash went out to check on the driver make sure he's okay and she says what are you hauling he says i'm i'm hauling cats c-a-t-s cats she went and looked in one of the crates that had fallen over and looked in there and it was not a cat that jumped out at her when you jumped at the whatever it was a monkey now, did the driver really not know they were monkeys? I mean, maybe they loaded them up and said, don't look in the crates, just drive. You know, here's your manifest, and it says, you know, 75 cats going to the lab in Pennsylvania. I don't know. Nobody knows. But he told her cats, and it was monkeys. <laughs> maybe they don't know the difference between a monkey and a cat. Maybe, you know, we have changed the... The, the meaning of words and such, you know, we have men that can become pregnant now, they say. They call them pregnant people. They, we have uh, vaccines that aren't vaccines because used to be a vaccine gave you immunity, but now it only gives you some kind of uh, a good feeling that maybe you won't get sick. We have diseases that aren't diseases, and now we have monkeys that are cats or cats that are monkeys or cats that aren't really cats, but they're monkeys. I know, it's supposed to be the Removing Confusion podcast, and I am confused. But the CD says, uh, and they told the lady who looked in it, she, I guess she got close enough that she could see this monkey yeah, yelling at her, and they told her, you know, you go home and, and monitor yourself for cold-like symptoms. 
and they put that out as well to the surrounding area. Anybody, if you come, they told them, you know, don't, don't be messing with these monkeys. Get away from, don't, don't try to catch them and pet them or whatever. You know, who knows? It might chew your face off. But, uh, one guy says, we got coyotes and bears and everything else running around here. I'm not really scared of a little, you know, three pound monkey. Uh, I've seen monkeys. They can do some damage. But anyway, uh, they tell people, if you do come close to this monkeys, monitor yourself for cold-like symptoms. Now, if you haven't been listening to us for a while, and I haven't brought any of this junk up lately, I'm trying not to, cold-like symptoms, the cold... The common cold is a version of the, actually probably the foundational version of the coronavirus. So where were these monkeys headed and what were they doing with them? What were they going to do with them? Were they going to do their gain of function research to see if the they could take the cold that this poor little monkey's got and turn it into something awesome and deadly or have they already i pray that those folks in pennsylvania if you come in contact with that monkey take care of yourself very very closely uh, watch yourself because who knows who knows where that story is going okie dokie i want to talk again about this deal that's going on with the ukraine with ukraine not the ukraine but with ukraine now some folks think it's a distraction there you're allowed your opinion here uh it could be a very serious distraction if that's what it is we know that the warmongering hawk neocons want this war bad they want to get in there and start fighting with russia or they want to at least do the proxy war where we supply which we have already millions and millions and billions of dollars worth of uh american hardware to fight the russians in U- in ukraine I'll take a little sip there let me say this I heard something, and it sparked my immediate thought processes, okay? Now, my thinker doesn't work like it used to, but when I, when I, I know my Bible prophetically, uh, or pro, the prophetic stuff of the Bible that pretends to, that pretends, pertains to the old, or, I am really messing up here, <laughs> pertains to the end times. Uh, now I'm not a, I'm not, I don't know at all. I, I never even try to come close to that, but you know, the basics, if you know the basics, you know, Ezekiel 38 and 39 talks about this league of nations that come together and they start a war that, uh, erupts into something that really gets bad. And, you know, it takes seven years to bury the dead and all this kind of thing. A lot of, you know, it's the, uh, some people call it Armageddon. I don't know that that's what it is. In Ezekiel, it could be, who knows. But here's the thing. We're backing Ukraine, and uh, we have no real treaty reason to do so. They're not in NATO, although the hawks want them in there so that they can, you know, justify us being a huge part and then start sending in troops. That's the way it's going to be, folks. Uh 
Oh well, it's you know it's it's uh, Eastern Europe, and we got to we got to watch out for our our allies though over there. Uh, first of all, Germany says they want no part of it. They want they won't even let the UK fly over their airspace. So you know what, Germany, you're on your own. Uh, I, I can't afford a, a BMW or a Mercedes Benz anyway. So you're on your own. You know we can cut you right out of there. Just say, okay, we're not going to defend that border in Eastern. Europe, you know, there's always somebody who's like, you know, anti everything. Now, I don't think, or I really don't think we need to get involved in Ukraine. You know, if you want to send them some guns, fine, but don't limit my ability to have them here either. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The ramping up to this conflict, if it becomes one, which it more than likely will at some point is got a lot of ramifications behind it. Uh, our first and foremost thing, you know, being that we got a guy in the office that thinks like some of the other ones that have been in there. Well, we'll just put sanctions on Russia. We'll show them. We'll put monetary and financial sh- sanctions on Russia, and that'll show them. They're, they're going to know now that we mean business. We're going to cut you off. We're going to show you because right now the U.S. dollar is the dollar on the trade market across the world, the monetary uh, thing that they use to trade. Petrodollars, you've heard them say petrodollars, you know, Dollar this, dollar that. The United States has always had the financial influence to kind of be the bulkhead of trading in the financial realms there. So, you know, the dollar's the standard, right? But right now, they, they, these people aren't stupid. They know that our U.S. dollar is backed by nothing but debt. D-E-B-T. Debt. We don't have gold and silver and, and other precious metals or stones to back our money. It's backed up. It's fiat currency backed up by nothing but debt. That doesn't seem like anything good. And that's like I told my buddy, Mike, it's like, you know, another instance of something. It was, you know, it's like we have this house of cards built on in a windstorm in a sandbox. He says, it's probably better if you say cat box. <laughs> you know, I'm with him. You know, we it's, it's blowing in the wind, folks. We don't know when it's going to go, but here's the thing. Let me get on the topic. I just wanted to lay some groundwork. So we're going to throw sanctions on Russia and say, well, we're not going to ship you this. We're going to ship you that. We're going to give you this. We're going to give you that, blah, blah, blah. We're going to cut you off if you don't get away from Ukraine. Those friends of ours over in Asia by the name of China that own a bunch of our debt sneak around the backside and they tell Russia, we're on your side. Don't worry about them. If, if they won't supply you with whatever or if they sanction you out of into oblivion by doing whatever, guess what? We'll take care of you. We'll, we'll come in there and prop you up if you need it i don't know that russia really needs it 
But everybody always needs to have a friend in this global community that we have knitted together so well. Now, this makes it a unique-looking alliance as we sit back and think about Bible prophecy, which we've been taught forever, that there will be this coalition of Russia, China, Iran, and probably Turkey in there somewhere, because if you read the scriptures of Ezekiel 38, 39, you'll see who gets in and who gets out of that big war. Now, I'm not saying this is the war. What I'm saying, if you look at it from God's perspective or from the Bible perspective, at least from where I, I kind of look in, uh, this might not be the war to end all wars. This might not be the beginning of the end Armageddon and all the other stuff that goes. It may not even get nuclear, even though there's people who have thrown that, that terminology out there. But you can see the coalitions of our enemies coming together. And they are the same coalitions of enemies that will eventually go against Israel in, uh, in the Bible. China isn't named by China. Uh, this is Kings of the East in some parts, uh, the Magog from way up north, and they believe that that is, you know, part of Russia. Gog and Magog, that's the war of Gog and Magog, is the one in Ezekiel 38, 39 that's talked of often. You know, we aren't really mentioned in Bible prophecy, but I guarantee you, a nation that's had the impact on the world that ours has for for Jesus and also has become quite antichrist in its older days here. You know, God didn't not know that we would come to power and be the power that we are. And as well as a sovereign God would, he also knew that one day we would topple over and fall in on ourselves because we can't keep our nose out of stupid stuff. You know, when you go along with God, if you stay in the right realm with God, your nation prospers. Uh, but again, sanctioning against Russia will probably mean nothing in the end. They're, they're pretty much a, they have their own thing going on. They're in, they're in good shape. From what I understand, they have no debt and China definitely doesn't have debt. They just own debt. Uh, so sanctions literally, they pretty much mean nothing. I should hold on to those notes and play them again some other day. Uh, now we are pushing this thing and we're, (laughs) we're coming from a nation, you know, we're the nation that's saying we're going to sanction you, but we're operating from a, a financial economy built on debt. And I'm going to tell you something, one of these days, those, one of those countries, one of those nations like China is going to say, we're calling your debt. I'm not saying if I'm saying when. It will happen someday. I don't know when. Uh, it may be years from now, but it could happen. They, you know, they get they get tired of our our feckless leadership, and they see how weak we are. They say, "Hey, you're paying off, dude." And we were at that point. We are finished. You can't just do like people do in the real world here. Oh, I can't pay my bills. I'm going to go bankrupt. 
we've already gone bankrupt in this nation to a lot of degrees. We, but they're moral, moral degrees like, you know, funding, not just saying abortion is legal, but funding it through the government and then the government, Oh no, we're not, Oh no, we're not doing it. Yes, they are fund abortion. Why would they do that? Because they need blood. I've said it before. There's demonic issues behind all the really dark stuff out there. And, you know, you talk about that in the the, the common church of today, and they don't want to hear about that stuff. Oh, no, don't talk about that. That's dead. No. But I'm telling you right now, my friend Russ Dizdar would said it over and over again. The demonic entities that guide the people that we see on the TV like Pelosi and Schumer and and probably two-thirds of Senate and Congress and the President of the United States and all these other dudes out there, the Iranians and the Russians and the Chinese, the demonic entities that are operating in the background demand some kind of blood sacrifice. Only God doesn't. The blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross was that, was it, and done. No more sacrifices needed. Read Hebrews. But when you have a nation like ours that, that, that just funds abortion, the BLM malarkey, which has got nothing to do with race but more about ripping families apart, terrorizing the nuclear family of the United States, particularly in the world if they can get away with it, which are, was founded by a couple of homosexual women who are Marxists. So that means communist in my book. They want the family gone. They don't want this man, woman, and two children of, a, of our <laughs> average American family. Some people have way more than that. Some have less. But, you know, that isn't viable. to the. They need to be able to kill off the family. Which would stop procreation of people. This all goes global. When it comes down to it, they need to get procreation, which is the uh, birthing of children, stopped by pushing the queer stuff, pushing the abortion stuff. All these things stop images of God being created born able to walk this earth the murderers in our streets take people out every day all these things come down to that one big deal we got to get people knocked off the more we the i'm sorry the less there are of them of us us um, human beings the less there are of us on this planet the easier it is for the globalists to control everything. So, you know, the the release of pandemics and shots and all the other stuff that goes with it as well. But I'm going to tell you something. The things that used to be unethical are now the law or covered by the law and supported by the government. Page 65. So what do we what do we have uh, in a nutshell? 
I like to I like to wrap it biblically. Jeremiah chapter twelve. I think it's twelve. Yep. Jeremiah chapter twelve. Jeremiah chapter twelve. I'm flipping fast. I didn't have it set because this is this is the Holy Spirit kind of working a little bit, maybe. Jeremiah chapter twelve, verse seventeen. Verse seventeen. Now, there, right off the bat, you'll have some guys will say, "That's the Old Testament. That has no pre- no no precedent today." Well, shut up. Shut up and listen to the Word of God, as they will tell you. Jeremiah chapter twelve, verse seventeen. But if they will not obey, I will utterly pluck up and destroy that nation, saith the Lord. Now, obey what? Obey God. Do you really think killing a child at the 11th hour and 59th minute before concept, before he's, I mean, I'm saying not conception, before he's birthed or she, to kill them as the head is coming out of the womb, is that okay? Do you really think anywhere in your darkest of souls out there, the ones that support this stuff, do you think that's okay? There's people who will say, oh, well, it's better for that child to be dead than, than to come out and live in this world with, uh, you know, maybe it was going to be adopted or thrown into the fosters or, or whatever. Now, you know what? That's not up for me to decide. That's God's decision. And God decided to make that child and in, 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 in have him conceived and brought to term and born. There may have been a very good reason for that child. God is sovereign. And he also knows what the people are going to do. But there's probably a good reason for that child to be born in God's eyes. And yet it's gone. With, you know, some of the most, I had a pastor and uh, he's gone, he's dead now, he's gone on to be with the Lord years ago, who said, you know, he knew an abortionist in, in, in a bigger city of Ohio. And, you know, we did some abortion rally type stuff, you know, whatever, anti-abortion rally kind of stuff, holding signs up outside the abortion clinic. And, you know, he told us, you know, I met this guy that, that runs this clinic. He said he's one of the most evil people. I've ever come in contact with. And I'm going to tell you, if you are a killer, if you're paid to kill young children, that you know, no matter what stage of uh, of gestation, you and you kill them. You have to be evil. Sooner or later, you will become so calloused to what they're doing because it's all about the money. They're making big cash, you know, 100 or so a day or whatever, 20, 40 or whatever a day. They're making lots of money doing this stuff. Tons of it. Friends, neighbors, brothers and sisters, that's the nation we live in. That still goes on. Now, some places they tried to put a quash on it, but you know, the Supreme Court's weighing in. I'm sure they'll go the wrong way. Most times they do. And we we sit back and we're like dumbfounded that this nation is crumbling around us. Look at the roots 
another friend of mine gave me an analogy years ago. He says, you know, if you look at a tree, you know, you, you're chopping a tree down. And I had a tree like this in my yard at one point in an old house we had that it, it wasn't rotted at the bottom, at least not where you could see the rotting started at the top and limbs would fall off as it rotted down through. Of course, that rot then seeped all the way down inside of the tree, eating it out from the inside like a cancer, down into the roots. We had a windstorm when they blew the thing over. But, you know, this guy said, you know, look at you know, a tree. You know, when you look at a tree like that, it's rotting from the top down. That's what's happening in our nation, in our churches, in our organizations, in our corporations. From the top down, things are getting rotten. Those of us that are down here at the root level are trying our best not to become part of the rot. You know, we're, we're surrounded by those who are more interested in going along with the rot, no matter what it may be. It's so easy to go against those who say, this isn't right. Killing babies is not right. You know, what does it say? God says, pluck them out. Now, I haven't done the uh, big deep dive on how the Hebrew reads there, because it's Old Testament. But it means like that weed that you go to your garden, use those use at garden or just to have some flower beds or whatever. You know, when you get weeds in there, they kill everything. They just kind of choke it all out. And that's what God's saying when he says, pluck it out. He's saying, you know, like those weeds, I'm just going to pull it out, root and all. That nation will disappear. I pray, and you should as well join us all in prayer, that we this nation finds a way for a multitude to repent, turn away from the wickedness, Back to God. And it's not popular. People don't believe in God anymore. They don't believe God. And they, you know what? People in the church don't believe in the power of God. I've been reading, I started reading the Bible through in a year or trying to. I'm, I get ahead, I get behind because I get caught up reading other stuff. But if you read Exodus, Let me go back there real quick. I want to give you this. This is homework, perhaps. Oh, do, 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 do. It's right around Exodus 12 or 14. Uh, sorry. So uh, what have you been doing today? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here. Crossing the Red Sea, it's not that. It goes on down here. They have the Song of Moses. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I hate, I hate dead air, but this this is this is something that that really struck me when I read it. Um. Uh, because it was like, man, this is so strong, and it's something that we can we can hold on to today. I think it's twelve, it might have been fourteen. 
It was right after they crossed the Red Sea. Then, yes, I'm sorry, Exodus 15. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Now read that, Exodus 15. If you don't read anything else today, read that. But don't just read it. Let it kind of seep in. And I'm going to read it again myself. So I'm giving you some homework, folks, from removing confusion. Old Tom's throwing you some homework like you did back in grade school and junior high. Uh, this this is so, it's it's so strong. You know, it talks about, you know, it talks about the strength and the power that God has. The, Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Now, you can look at that and say, oh, yeah, yeah, man, he trashed Pharaoh. I'm going to give you a little uh, uh, cliff notes here on that verse alone right there. As you read it, you'll see that verse. He dashed and beat down the enemy. At the cross, what happened? Oh, Jesus died. No, he broke the back of the enemy, uh, actually crushed his skull. If you read the prophecy of Genesis 3.15. But this, this kind of, you know, throughout the Old Testament, you'll see these types and shadows. And, and, you know, God hath with his mighty right hand, he's become glorious and dashed to pieces the enemy. That's the kind of nation we want to live in, again, is a nation that God looks down upon and says, that is a nation that I've put here for my purpose and to do my bidding and my will. That's what we want to be, folks. We don't want to be the nation that's being ripped to shreds by Marxists and atheists and demons. Demons, don't be afraid to say it's demonic. Don't be afraid to say it's satanic because it is. It's very simply satanic at its roots. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody's a Satanist dancing around with a black robe on or whatever. I'm basically just telling you, at the core, you're going to find the pride of man and the haunt of devils. It just almost always pops up there somewhere, doesn't it? Okay, that's enough for today. The 25th of January, 2022. As we truck along, folks, expect a lot more Bible, and expect me to try to keep you from being confused. It's Tom Richmond removing confusion. Until the next time... Have a great day. God bless you and goodbye.